Thank you so much to our sponsors, Yellow Racket Records, a place for music lovers to discover, hear, and buy new and pre-loved records. Great staff, great coffee, comfy chairs. YellowRacketCHA.com and RC2 Realty Solutions Real Estate Investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Only in Jeff Styles America. Nuga Radio, I figured we're talking about the outdoors here in the Chattanooga region. We usually say the tri-state area, so I would start off with this one. Charlie Daniels, Tennessee. That's where you crank it up. And I got one for Georgia. And one for Alabama. Oh, you got tag represented. Yes. So we got tag represented by bumper music this morning. Boom, ba-dum. And we'll throw North Carolina in there every once in a while, too. Nah. Okay. We've got a good song for North Carolina now. All right, this is the first new Explore More Hour we've done since the pandemic hit. I don't remember the exact date of our last one, but it was late January, early February. Something like and that, And people yeah. were beginning to get scared to come in. We said, let's don't try to do it by phone our guest for this uh initiative of uh, refire relaunch program is dawson wheeler my friend dawson wheeler we go way back uh people i guess still still most of the locals will know you as the guy who ran rock creek outfitters you and of course your partner marvin but you 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 kind of were the were the original face i think for a lot of folks yeah for sure marvin loved to be in the back and yes, not he be did. seen and he was the grand wizard you know, making it all happen, actually. And that's the Rock Creek. I've said this before. It, it, Canoeist headquarters, a little place on Hickson Pike, it's where it began. And I I have said that between you guys, the barn nursery, a few others, I mean, astounding success stories for our area. And you you know, no, no, no room for false humility on talk radio. I mean, that was that was a meteoric climb. Well, even a blind hog can find an acorn every, every now and then. We uh, we were very fortunate in in our success, and it was uh, the community embraced us, and it was a great. You know, we had it for almost thirty one years. It was a great journey for sure. Ended up with three, four locations. No, seven, and seven locations. Ecom and oh gosh, well that awesome. was the that was the big. Well, I mean, because like the Okoe store would only run during the season, you know, right. in the summer. Um, but yeah, the different uh, location. But the it was I was mystified and still am by technology. I was overwhelmed at how what an overwhelming amount of your business actually went to mail order. And I remember back when the NOC, the Nanahala Outdoor Center, people from all over the country would order stuff from that little store. And then you guys started doing. I thought it would be like that. I didn't know it was going to just become the monolith that it became. Well, in our high water mark, I think half our business came from ecom for a couple of years. But I mean, we get we literally had a face. We real. I mean, it started. We were right at the start of ecom. Yeah, yeah. I think there was Planet Outdoors was the first outdoor ecom, and then 
you know there were a couple of small people and then everything else was mail order you had camp Moore and noc regionally had you know a paper catalog of course patagonia and chenard equipment back in those days were putting out paper catalogs but cabela's cabela's of course ll bean and those guys but yeah it was uh at one point we were packing thousands of orders a day it was it was busy now uh your your passion in the outdoors that got you started in this wasn't really being a canoeist or a, a whitewater paddler you were you were a climber from the beginning weren't you uh i would say i was a, a novice climber i was a hiker you know i was an appalachian trail through hiker and I on his honeymoon yeah on my honeymoon <laughs> yeah, that was their that was their honeymoon was to hike to at and we had hooked up with national geographic on that that hike and and we did a photo shoot at mount katahdin at the end it ended in a coffee table book and that's really how don hickson and don birch found me was they they were trying to sell the company and they had the the coffee table book on the appalachian trail and they were like this guy lives in chattanooga and maybe he's a sucker and we can get him in <laughs> and come by, and come by canoe's headquarters so that's what we did and can, and canoeist headquarters was a fine little business. There was, was nothing excellent. wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. I used to I, I I got their account as an advertising person because I went there to buy stuff because that's what I did. Well, you know, back then we were the second blue hole dealer, which blue hole was uh, you know before Dagger, and that was back in Steve Scarborough and Joe Pullum's days, and we sold canoes and rivets and thorts and duct tape and uh yeah i mean it was we had an ashtray on the on the <laughs> counter i mean people came yeah. in smoking cigarettes at remember the remember was, those days this was 1985 <laughs> you know so people were coming in and you were like i mean just a completely different world we had a fax machine we did yeah. business by fax i remember when fax was new and Me then too. you know you put all your fax papers away and then you know a month later you go back and they're invisible because you know, like, they were coily <laughs> slip paper you were like what happened to the order and the ink's gone and it was just it was i like, got some kind of was, cia paper here encryptology you know, paper what is up on the yeah. printed page uh do you do you uh what for so folks who, who don't know you left rock creek how long ago how long has it been now 2017 we sold the company originally to chad weichel and jonathan scott who were longtime employees jonathan was with us over 17 years at the time and and chad had been with us about 14 at the time and and uh it was a good transition you know we had been a legacy company all along and and chad and and jonathan were responsible for our growth as much as marvin and i and so we did a uh, kind of a, a you know a, a finance deal for those two guys and and uh, they had it for a short period of time and then we had uh got a phone call from marcus Lamonis and uh the the profit guy that's got the tv show and uh he wanted to buy the company and put it into uh camping world and so we all got back together and made that transition and and uh now it's owned by ted hergett the gearhead guys out of arkansas so it, it had a couple of quick changes well you uh, you used the business name gearhead but actually I'll, I'll go to to gearhead as the descriptive phrase for people in every sport every sport has gearheads people who want the latest and the greatest and the newest and the safest stuff 
and climbing chief among them. There's always, you know, gear that must be had. And uh, people swear by this, swear by that. Boats are the same way, boats, paddles. Um, but, I mean, for people who are not gearheads like me, it was still a wonderful resource for people who really got into it. They could go down there and argue with folks all day if that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> it was like going to a library and having a think tank, you know, on a sport every day when you went in there because you all employed people who actually did the sports that you were selling. Well, our whole thing, our whole premise was to be, you know, we, we hired users. And so we had people coming in and that, uh, and we wanted to be a town center. So it was always Q and a and storytelling time. And I just got back from this trip and I did this and I did that. And this is the gear I carried and this is the gear I didn't like. And, and so people came in and really shared that kind of information to us all the time. Now, do you miss it? Uh, I'm, I, certainly but you know uh i'm certainly glad to be free and on chapter two of my life for sure well you made a comment the other day it's easy to find work when you work for free yeah i'm in the, I'm <laughs> in in the, the free <laughs> consultation business i'm in the uh, non-profit world and board of director world and i'm highly employable i found by not charging, I, a salary. By not charging a salary and working for free uh can you solve something once and good for all for us uh, every every town that's even near a mountain or a hill has a rock creek somewhere. Rock Creek was named, I'm going to assume, after the creek that falls over into Lula Lake and off the side of the mountain. Is that true? No. On lookout. It is not. Good. Well, no. there you go. That would have been my assumption. <laughs> rock for rock climbing and, and creek for, creek. for for creaking paddling those were the two origins that so uh, uh, had nothing to do with the little lake headquarters it does well, not I, i've lied to several people then <laughs> that's all right i just assumed <laughs> that's sounded what it good. was yeah i mean but it did. everybody's got a rock creek well and there's a rock creek right across from the uh okoy whitewater center yeah. trailhead up yeah, there. yeah 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 absolutely yeah. absolutely well we'll have our first commercial break here in just a little bit do you have a current business that you would like to plug or anything that you would like to send somebody other than other than the podcast which we'll get into here in a second Dayfire podcast anything else because i know you had a thing going for a while yourself was it the mule what was it yeah that's come and gone we were doing uh recycled clothing and and uh we were probably a little bit ahead of our time on that but uh no, I'm I'm still 100% champion for Rock Creek, and okay. anytime I can plug them, that's who I'm plugging. Well, there you go. All right, and we will be plugging the, the podcast. Now, we'll set it up. Uh, go ahead and give me a quick description of what Day Fire is. Day Fire is a take on campfire and sitting around the campfire. So Day Fire is our name, and we do podcasting on three topics. We do uh, Extraordinary Adventures by Ordinary People. We talk about public lands and that's national parks nonprofits, state and federal lands and then we do wayfinding uh where to how to when to kind of podcasting and the the podcast is remarkably wildly popular and i i i didn't know i mean i knew it was doing well i could hear everybody talking about it and and actually even though i record two podcasts a week i don't listen to them on a regular basis my life stays pretty busy but when I did the show with you and, and Clint not too long ago, I just, my phone blew up with old friends that I hadn't been in touch with in years and years. One was in Idaho. One was in Montana. One was in Alaska. Several were in California, uh, all over the country. I mean, it was like they, they heard me on the podcast and they remembered me like I remembered them and tracked me down. 
uh, you know, talk to my wife or my boss on my Facebook page because I never check it. And, you know, and I was getting all these messages. It's, I think you said the other day, 48 states and seven countries. Yeah, yeah. You're responsible, actually. You know that it took you about 15 years to get me into the radio. Yes, it did. I was scared to death of a microphone. It yes, lo- you were. It looked like a lightsaber or something. To me. I, I, I chased somebody's him. going to cut my head I, off. I, I chased him, too. I physically chased him through the building doing a remote there going, come talk to me. No, hell no. He I was, was out. I was, was, I was running up there. shucking to and Michael. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm he was throwing employees at me. You know, like he was he was gonna be the first one out the door he doesn't have to outrun the bear he just has to outrun you yeah um but uh what what's up with the two states let's get the other two states <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta look For them god's up. sakes i gotta look them up i know we're at i, I we're at 49 states the other day okay. and I, I gotta find the missing link let's find the missing link and get them on we got it we got to call a friend or somebody <laughs> and get them to log into iTunes or spotify and, just, and listen just we only need one granny with nothing else going I just on need one click that's all i'm after folks one click come on help Figure me out. out what the state is and let us know all right, so you're listening to Nuga Radio, NugaRadio.com here, streaming audio. This show will become a podcast every Friday uh, after we get through with the live show from 9 to 10 on Fridays, the Explore More Hour. It will actually be, I guess, our, our now third regularly occurring podcast just from within the station yes, it will staff. Be. And if you want here. a sponsor, give me a call, 635-3557. Give that number again. 635-3557. All right, 92.7 on the FM band, of course. That's where the terrestrial signal is. Facebook Live uh, viewers, don't forget you're actually listeners. You're listening to the radio, and that shows that you are smart and involved and you're wanting to expand your boundaries and you like being entertained, and we'll try to continue to do that for you today. And in the future. Only in Jeff Styles America. Well, we could have rolled with it. If we're gonna do, if we're gonna do tag, you got to get the G in there. Well, I cued it and then I went to save the recording from the first segment and then just uh, got lost. Cat juggler, herding cats, plate spinner, Charlie bright. Daniels band again. Over in this one called Georgia. I do believe CDB got all the southern states in. There's a song named after every southern state. If you go through the entire album collection. Except for Florida. Florida's not really a southern state. It's just the southernmost Yankee state. Um, except for the good old crackers there on the line. Uh, Dawson Wheeler, my guest in here. And we talked about uh, a little bit about the history of Rock Creek Outfitters. Um... The podcast, Day Fire Podcast. So I wondered if there was something, there was an internal meaning or kind of a secret joke between anybody about Day Fire as opposed to Campfire. And, you know, you, you, you said it was a takeoff on Campfire, but 
a day fire is the fire you keep burning all day long even after you know the sun comes up and it might warm up and that is the sitting around drinking coffee fire right that's the gathering point exactly and that's and and that's what the pot the podcast is conversational so uh that's the whole premise sit around the fire and just have a conversation and story tell and you know maybe share a lie or two along the way i actually have this <laughs> this this theory that's one of the reasons that human beings are so attracted to tv and flickering screens is years and years of genetic training sitting around staring at the fire i mean for however many you know eons went by just sitting around and being with other people and staring into the flickering light. You know, we're still doing that. It's just the flickering light cares a little bit more information. Uh, how do people find the podcast and just get a plug in for it? I mean, kind of nuts and bolts. Uh, the website, dayfirepodcast.com. You know, the Facebook pages, same, Dayfire Podcast and Instagram. You can find us there. And then we're on 27 platforms. So iTunes, Spotify, uh, and Anchors. Every, everybody in between. So, go to your favorite podcast uh platform and and we'll be there do you do a live cast and then archive it or are they all pre-recorded all pre-recorded yeah we, how many do you put out a week one a week there you go that's yeah. doable it's doable and you know i mean you know because you're in radio every sure. single day but for me one in the prep work getting ready for one and sourcing guests is is plenty of work sure. it is plenty of work yeah for people who believe in show prep they could be a lot of it. I personally blow it off. <laughs> just it and just BS. Some, yeah. You know, the some, kings of wings. Some, <laughs> some podcasts you can walk in and you know the guest, and it's easy, and you've got you've got a connection to the sport or the land or the person, and and you and you know the topic pretty well, and you can go with it. Other other guests. I mean, we have guests from around the country, and sometimes that can require a fair amount of legwork. Are you going to look? I'm going to look like a boob. Now. Um, the the podcast just like a radio broadcast we've mentioned this before i don't have a whole lot of money but a good financial show is still a listenable radio show i am a casual sports fan but a good sports show is still a, just a listenable you know entertainment mm-hmm. show and i would think the same thing just because somebody is not some hair boat and you know adrenaline junkie you know do, do, doing you know bungee uh, bungee or base jumping and, and, and skydiving and and uh wing suiting that doesn't mean they wouldn't be interested in the stuff you guys are talking about I no don't want them to no think it and, is. and you're exactly right jeff i mean we're going to ask questions we're going to ask a lot of novice questions a lot of questions that people have in their head and they're afraid to ask we're going to definitely ask those questions and as you know there's a lot of jargon that goes into the outdoor industry boating climbing flying everybody you know if it's boofing or red pointing and climbing or you know all this kind of and then we've got the lingo we cover all the lingo too yeah so and and that's clint you know so clint will ask those questions go wait a minute what, what is booth what what is what, booth? what's booth i just booth this rock yeah. you know and, and you know on the okoy it's one of my don't favorite know, spots. I mean, it's white watering it's when you basically you know you aim your boat up on a slick partially water covered rock and just catch a little air. All of the lingo, just a slide, the jargon, yeah. the the parts, the pieces, the gear can be a little bit intimidating for people who are starting out doing something. And and it and then in the vocabulary, I've I've found in my experience with all the various sports that I've you mentioned it the other day, and and you said it. it you're back in your day, you wanted to kind of master one, 
And I never did. I wanted to be that guy that half-assed everything. I wanted to have a little bit of experience in everything, but not really be good at anything because that means it takes up too much of my time. There's another one I need to try. But the people around that fire talking are the same prototypical faces and, and personalities, no matter what the sport is, the difference is the lingo. I'm listening to people about coring into thermals and dropping off the waterfall and, 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 and hang gliding. And I hear about people getting caught in a hydraulic or having to make a technical move in climbing or paddling. Yeah. You know, it, uh, we used to have a phrase early on when we were singular in our sports endeavors and we would say well-rounded equals zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, today we, uh, we try to be you know, casual users of all sports and you know it's there's some seasonality to some of that like i spend my winters in colorado skiing and obviously if you live on the, you know you can't ski year round or it's hard for almost all of us to ski sure. year round same with whitewater it's hard to get on the rivers for yeah. you know the advanced intermediate guys the creek guys kind of are pushing a different envelope obviously and and climbing, there's a little bit of seasonality it goes, so it's good to round off all those sports. And what Jen said, the intimidation factor, that is something that I, you know, you and I talked about early on in, in the actual storefront days, which is you don't want to come in like you're going into, oh, I don't know, a, a star, club. a Starbucks yeah. with some, you know, smart ass barista, you know, quizzing <laughs> you about your coffee and feel like an right. idiot. And so, I mean, I, to me, I, it's, again, it's just the old El Jefe librarian method. Walk up to the first person that works there and says, hey, can you help me? I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't, I don't understand all this. Here's what I need. And I expect those people to say, yeah, sure. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that was a big part of Rock Creek. It still is today because I, I still know of a handful of people that are working on the sales floor. And you want to take the intimidation out of these sports because – there is a safety concern, even for hiking, even for day hiking. There's a handful of things sure. that you want to take out in the woods and you want to ask those questions on the floor. And Rock Creek does a really good job of, of making it very approachable to, for customers to ask those questions that, that, you know, they're, they're intimidated to ask. Yeah, and they really do. They make it very easy. I just handed Dawson. This was in today's, or this USA Today one day this week. I don't get no matter what day it was. It was uh, Tuesday, and it's an entire page given over to trail etiquette for all the people that are getting out and about now. And of course, in the parks have been wildly popular, and trail etiquette is a thing. There's rock etiquette, cliff etiquette. There's the and when you're hang gliding, there's the rule of the ridge. You know, when two people are approaching each other about the same height, the person closest to the ridge has the right of way. If you're thermaling in the same rising bubble of air. The person below you has the right of the way if they're thermaling faster than you. Either get on it and do better or get out of their way. You know, there's an etiquette for everything. I think in trail etiquette, I, I mean, I have my pet peeves, but I have, they're pretty simple. Carry everything out that you take in. Put your phone on airplane mode. I do not want to hear your ringtones you. and mm -hmm. you FaceTiming. Bluetoothing on the top of some cliff or you know you're on top of mount leconte you've got to have FaceTime with your buddy and you know be a little respectful for those kinds of things but the trash issue is is problematic for sure 
And um, we'll, what about passing on a cliff? The person below has the right of way, or the person above has the well, right of way? Well, I mean, uh, on on, on the a trail, trail, I think people walking uphill are more than happy to stop because typically they want to catch their breath. So in my world, uh, if I'm walking uphill, I'll just pull over and let the downhill hiker come on by because they're just sure. kind of lumbering along. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, gravity is their friend. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and you know this you just you've got to learn that and some and you just got to get out and do it. I mean, let's just face it. You there's only so much you can learn from a book or a video or instructional guides. You just got to get out and do a sport. I mean, just just know where to start. That's a big thing. Wayfinding, wayfinding with about a minute. Break that down into the dumbest definition you can. Wayfinding is just uh, knowing your how to get to the trailhead and then knowing the trail that you're on where you know going from a to b and then back from b if it's a loop uh whatever it is but it's being able to navigate yourself out there you can either do that uh, old school i encourage everybody to carry a map and b there's a thousand apps that are out there on your phone sure a lot of the apps though will tell you where you are but that doesn't necessarily help you get to where you want to go if you don't know how to do it yeah you are here Thanks. Thanks, Google Earth. Um, I knew that. <laughs> it's which, which, into which direction should my next step be is kind of what I'm looking for. I Nougat Radio, and this is the Explore More Hour, and Dawson Wheeler is our guest. Got another segment to go. Don't go anywhere, all right? Only in Jeff Styles, America. Bama. I'm down to Alabama. Way down in Louisiana. Yeah, well, 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 nobody gonna say I'm down. Wet Willie. Shout Bama Lama. So there's your A in the tag. Shout Bama Lama. He did also say Louisiana in the song, too. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, it rhymes. That's true. Dawson Wheeler, my guest, Rock Creek Outfitters, Bayfire Podcast, Entrepreneur, Bon Vivant, Man Around Town, uh, through Hiker on the AT, and uh, glad to have him here. We go way back. I'm just going to just throw a bunch of stuff at you real fast. You give me quick answers. Brilliant quick answers to short, dumb questions, all right? Um, during the time that you've been doing the podcast, your, your favorite guests, the ones that stand out for you, not necessarily the best shows, but the ones that that meant the most to you uh warren doyle appalachian trail through hiker hiked it 18 times thirty six thousand miles he's also uh he's a phd and college instructor too so uh that's one for sure enjoyed your podcast thank it you. was great thank you your story about the one-legged hang gliding pilot was tip. awesome <laughs> his name is yeah. tip. tip yes yes and that is his real name <laughs> it really is <laughs> uh ben Freiberg, another local legend around yeah. town talking about paddling his birthday from, was yesterday yeah it was Happy birthday, ben. paddling from cuba to the key west wasn't that something he talked about you know being on the stand-up paddle board in the middle of the night and he hallucinated which you're gonna do if you're doing something you know marathon like that and dealing with dehydration and a huge glowing stingray 
just mm. appeared or manta ray appeared under him for a while he just kept paddling going i know it's my imagination <laughs> but it's all good you know yeah he's he's an interesting cat no doubt about it he's unique yeah i tell you the guests that you guys used to bring me you know you'd have your your lecture series and trail series and people that would come in and endurance runners and all this but alex honnold obviously you know, great. I've still got his signed, you know, standing on the ledge, above, alone on the ledge book, you know, sitting in my, my bedroom, you know, bookshelf up there. And that was just, you know, right when he was planning and pulling off the greatest climbing feat of all time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and in and, and the, the movie, if you've not seen Free Solo, it does show what a unique and I mean, a complete individual. There is no other person like this. The focus, the natural ability, and I know after, after after hearing that he had finally done it, that he'd actually pulled it off, even before I saw the movie, which is a nail-biter, uh, you know how it ends, but it's still a nail-biter. I thought people are going to die trying to do it, and they can't. Because he can doesn't mean that other people can. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, Jennifer Farr Davis women's speed record on the appalachian trail uh oh my. well how many miles did she do a day 50 well roughly 50 50 that a day is, that is insurmountable and she, wa- and she walked it she never ran a step she fast hiked the thing uh amazing woman ricky gates he ran across the united states uh and he did it on a like a couple hundred bucks he wanted just to mesh himself it was a cultural run for ricky he wanted to see the united states of america so great stories in that talking about staying with guys that had uh well i'll, I'll just, you just have to listen it, it's a crazy crazy thing and there's a movie out on ricky but i thought so I, that sounded familiar yeah a, sure. a lot a lot of interesting people have come on on board so. i'll take in any any of the film festivals get out to them including lookout wild you'll you'll get to see and hear a lot of interesting stories that you would not other see. You'd never see otherwise. Uh, I don't care how much Netflix you watch. Um, all right, very quickly uh, here locally, biggest success stories for outdoor adventurists or adventures or projects or programs, and maybe a, a disappointment, something that just didn't work out that you thought should. Are you talking about citywide or are you yeah. talking about Rock Creek? Re- re- regional wide. Yeah. As, as a community, because you're, you're involved. Like we all are, uh, the business, biggest success for me in the region is sorba and their development of over 150 miles of trails very very organized group with volunteers that have that are tireless yes and that's Uh, hard work yeah and they're working on a project right now walden's ridge yeah will be yet another park that'll go into the county park system so that's uh great um Biggest disappointment is uh, diversity and inclusion in outdoor recreation. You know, I've been singing those blues those for answers. a long time. I've, I've been, I have been pushing that for as long as anybody in this community that in an elected uh, official position, you know, would listen to me. Where, where are the brothers? Why, why are we not seeing people of color in these sports that are so accessible and so inexpensive? right here we're the center of it what's what's the barrier well the barrier there's a lot of cultural barriers i was meeting with some people clark brewer the other day that we're going to be launching one of his uh, film on him at a reflection writing on june 10th but literally today in chattanooga 
down at east lake if you talk to kids that are avid about wanting to try to get out they're uncomfortable about going down and walking over the walking bridge oh wow they think that's a white person's zone. wow they're they, the walking they, bridge walnut street bridge Wal- walnut the street. linear park yes that's very sad they they uh, there's still discomfort safety issues ingrained in going out into our natural spaces on our trail systems the woods uh, the woods yes uh water uh they've you know getting the opportunities to get out and recreate on the water uh and the list goes on so you know this is this is work that we need to get focused on now uh, stop kidding ourselves that uh barriers to entry are wayfinding issues there you know sure we can tell people how to get to a parking lot and we can mark a trail that's not the issue we need we need to get down and get people sitting around a table and having real conversations and even i mean our just majority population average joe six-pack you know a blue-collar worker you know with wife and two and 2.3 kids Still, you can get them in the river gorge. They go, this has been here all this time? Never been there. 999 out of 1,000 people in this area have never seen the river gorge. That's a very conservative estimate. Sure. Uh, take Cloudland Canyon. Yeah. We even, uh, I, I guarantee you can go and stop people on the street, and they're nine out of ten. Well, no. I mean, 50% of the people for sure will not know where Cloudland Canyon is. And I think Cloudland Canyon is so much superior to Fall sure. Creek Falls or, and some of the other ones around here. Where Kim and myself got married at was Cloudland. Yeah. Beautiful spot. Rock Island. I mean, rock, well, the the people of Rock Island, that's where, you know, uh, I, I paddle a, a superhero, a Jackson superhero kayak, and that's where they're located. But and, until they got there, I mean, literally the people of Rock Island, if they put up a state park sign, they'd go take it down. They didn't want anybody coming there. They, they liked their town being remote and isolated and unknown. But, I mean, go to Rock Island. If I could beam you in there, Scotty, and you didn't know where you were, you would not guess Tennessee. The topography, the geography yeah. is completely unlike anything else around here. Um, and no, it's just right there. If you change the trees there, you would think you were in uh, South America. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Um, outdoor Chattanooga, as I'm putting, quote, it's quotated, underlined, upper and lower case, the way it's supposed to, you can put it in the Chattanooga font if you want to. Outdoor Chattanooga, the institution, I think everybody had an idea of what it was supposed to be. I don't know that it actually got to anybody, one person's idea of what it actually ended up being, but I know this, it's not now what anybody thought it was supposed to be which is an operation 24-7, 365, and a constant buzzing, you know, central location for all the stuff we're talking about. How do we get back there? Um, I mean, budget. They've they've been operating on a small budget, so that that's one thing. They need to be open, obviously, on the weekends. There needs to be a focus. But more importantly, the Outdoor Chattanooga, they're doing, you know, they've become a, a logistics company for events and in the city uh but and they philip and his team have done a pretty good job i'm not trying to belittle or or, or criticize no no but but uh how do we get back to that we first start with a uh a parks and recreation department because there hasn't been one 
for a, a number of mayors I can, and I, I know our, yeah. our current new mayor has got that on the radar that's going to be cabinet level position i hope so because yeah. uh you know at one point people of uh, cities from around the united states were pointing at chattanooga and saying their department of recreation is premium we are fortunate that our county parks are extraordinary yeah. uh they do it uh, an awesome job as a both of the mayoral candidates in the runoff had a focus on reigniting the flame under outdoor Chattanooga, and I think it'll happen. I can tell you that when it was literally being visioned, I was actually living in Knoxville at the time and still flying a lot, and one of the local um, media production teams and groups got in touch with me, and I wrote a couple of spec spots, and the focus was on extreme sports, and that stopped. And They said, you know what, we don't want to necessarily scare people off, make them think they got to be you know, you know, jumping off a cliff with a kite on their back. We want it to be the gentle thrills of the sequatchie as well. And so it, it, it morphed even there in the very, very initial stages from one thing to another. And I think it just kind of morphed and morphed and morphed and morphed. Um, the main thing though, is it just needs to be open. Well, yeah, we need a, we need a parks department and then we need to go back and address, uh, our park system in the city. And, and I know people are, are working on that, but I mean, our inner city parks need to look like Coolidge Park, and they don't. You know, I agree let's with just that. be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the park in Dalewood look like? Jen just asked about why haven't I talked about Montague Park and the improvements they're talking about there. And I said because I've heard about improvements at Montague Park so many times, I feel like I've been fished. I want to see it. I, I want to see it happen. I really do, and that would be a perfect example. Sure. One, one more quick one. This one actually came up. We had a, a brief meeting. Uh, Jen was there as well with different groups with the same, you know, picture in their mind of being able to put forward a kind of a coalition and a joint effort to push these things and get them out there. And I said, it's never popular when I bring this up in a group like this. I said, do not leave out the hunters and fishermen, the hunting and fishing community, the traditional outdoor sportsmen always feel left out of these discussions and this stuff. And you saw exactly how it went. I mean, again, it's just personal feelings. Fishing, maybe. Hunting, probably not. And it's kind of a, I think they're false walls and barriers that we've built. And it's costing money. I mean, these people spend, fishing is the most expensive hobby in the world. Well, hunting, fishing, but more importantly, they they are charged fees. You're, you're buying licenses uh, where all these other sports typically don't. You sure. don't buy a mountain bike license. You no. buy a fishing and a hunting license, and those go to conservation. Direct conservation. Without hunting and fishing and, and the money they pump into conservation, we would be in a pickle for sure. But don't you agree that um, they kind of see us as elitists? I was going to say that. And, and a lot of people on our ends kind of see them as rednecks. I think we're a lot closer than we think we are. I do. I, I, so. I know so. I know so. Uh, I, I think we need to get to the table and get over it. Good. Well, I like it. Um, anything you guys want to ask real quick? Anything you want to add real quick? No. Yeah. We'll be out of time. Thanks for having me. So good to have you. And you you said the upcoming Day 5 podcasts? We uh, we have a podcast every week. This week's going to be on the Grateful Dead and the environmental <laughs> movement that they, some of their songs. Espoused. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great one. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of different collections. String Cheese Incident's another one. Uh, they collect money at all their concerts and have little outreach programs at all their shows. I mean, the Rex Foundation for the Dead is is giving away over ten million dollars, and of course Jerry was on the dock in San Francisco with the launch of Greenpeace. Yeah, and so yeah, they have been in the movement deep 
for years and years and years, even back in the James and Bond really, days. Yeah, and really, their only political involvement. They never were. They never know. spoke politically no. at a show. No. Ever. Well, I appreciate you coming by so much. Thank you. Thanks, man. And there you go. And that El is Hefe. Explore More here at Nougat Radio. And it's going to be a nice enough Friday. It's going to be a little rainy over the course of Mother's Day weekend. I hate to tell you. You guys have a good one. Keep on listening. possible without the support of our sponsors. Southern Segway, Chattanooga's first consumer Segway dealer. Find them at Southern Segway on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and North Spring Cryotherapy and Rejuvenation Center. Find them at northspring.com. For more, go to fredpodcast.com.